Shannon Cason's Homemade Stories is happy to have the Lagunitas Brewing Company as a sponsor. Lagunitas Brewing Company brews beers of a wide variety of flavors and names like Lagunitas 12th of Never, Lagunitas Something Easy, Lagunitas Supercluster, Lagunitas Daytime. All these are in a can. Lagunitas can game is really strong right now. Even Lagunitas IPA is available now too in the big can. The 19.2 ounce can. So many games coming up. Hint, I love cans. Cans and sports seem to go together. You know what I'm saying? The first Lagunitas can was called 12th of Never because the founder, Tony McGee, said he'd never do cans. And I'm glad never, never means never, ever. Does that make sense? Lagunitas, beer speaks, people mumble. Enjoy the show. Um, I recently digitized my zines. You know what a zine is, right? Homemade Stories started from a zine, uh, which is folded up pieces of copy paper with words, pictures, and ideas on it, stapled. So I turned both of mine into ebooks: the original Homemade Stories zine and the Easier Said zine, which is stories that I've told on stage, Easier Said. Um, I'm going to send those ebooks out to the Friends of Homemade Stories, so check your email, uh, but become a friend of the show. You know, you can get the ebooks at Amazon.com. Just search Shannon Kaysen and leave a positive review there too. Um, and become a friend of the show, you know, at ShannonKaysen.com. And keep listening. I'll be shouting people out when they least expect it. I got an email from somebody that said, hey, did you say my name on one of them shows? I'm like, yeah, did I say it wrong or something? They're like, no, nah, I, I just caught me off guard. I, I looked up like someone was talking to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking to you. Thank you. So I'm saying your name. Christine, James, Nathaniel, Rick, Dr. Adia, Rich, Kelly. That's just to name a few. I name more people ever so often. But become a friend and uh, enjoy the show. Welcome to Homemade Stories number 101. I'm Shannon Kaysen. 101 means that there must be a lesson in this episode somewhere. Let me learn you something. I feel like I've been learning myself something over the past year or so. And this year, since I uh, restarted the show and coming out with more episodes, I just want to be a lot more honest in these stories. So that's a warning. I mean, I, I'm already pretty honest in a lot of stories, but this this year, I just want to go right to the ledge. <laughs> Some of them I might jump over. You know, I'm still warming up. I'm still warming up. Because I feel like it's like this. People tell stories that they want to tell or think that you want to hear or it fits some fake ass branding that they trying to sell us all on like they're like they're starting a new high school or something and they don't want everybody to know that they were the weirdo at the last school and i get it you know what i'm saying i do it too but for me i i can intuit things you know and i can feel the bullshit sometimes you know so I guess my branding, if you're doing stories based on some brand, my brand will be, you know, to not bullshit as much this year. 
and see how that goes. <laughs> so here's a no bullshit story from me. And if you have no bullshit stories, you can hit me up Shannon at Shannon I'm looking for stories from others because I'm going to need other people to tell stories if I'm coming out on an every two week basis and I'll help you tell your story. Uh, just know that I'm super slow on the emails, but I'm looking to share a lot of other people's stories this year. You know, um, I probably should have a process for this because the floodgates are open and people crying <laughs> through the email. But hit me up if you got a story that you got to get out. Just send send a couple paragraphs. I'm not going to even reach eight pages of Babel. I'm just going to be real. You know what I'm saying? But if you have stories in a couple paragraphs, you can tell it to me and then we'll figure out how to record it. Um, but okay, so here's a no bullshit story. I told a story back in 2013 about gambling addiction. It's one of my most popular stories so far. I've traveled the country telling that story. Uh, look it up. It's a good one. But people always ask me, like, what happens after that story? Because many people know that that's not my only story about addiction. So give this story a listen. I started going to the meetings. Lady at the meeting said, addiction is insidious. Now I'm being real with you, I, I had to look it up. I looked it up. Yeah, insidious. That's a good word. I hate the coffee at the 12-step meetings. It doesn't taste good. I mean, I love coffee. I drink it black. I drink a lot of it. In the morning, I'll grind some beans. The good shit. Someone gave me a membership to a coffee club, and they send me new coffee beans every month. I brew a pot and have a couple cups of it. If there's some left in the pot, I'll warm some up in the microwave in the afternoon. Sometimes even at night, if there's still a little left in the pot, I'll pour in some whiskey in this off-brand, <laughs> this off-brand Kahlua stuff that I get from Aldi's. It's called O'Donnell's or some Irish name like that, if there's some on the bar. So, I mean, I love coffee. But the coffee in the 12-step meeting just isn't good. What the fuck is this floating in here? Hmm. But I sipped the coffee, and I listened to the stories. It was no time at all that I was there going to the casino for days, but I started very innocently by playing bingo. I tell my story. I've gone three weeks without placing a bet, 21 days. Everyone applauds. I think when I get to 30 days, they'll give me a keychain or something. Every time, 
I tell everyone I stole $50,000 from my job at a grocery store bank. I do that every time. I don't tell the whole story every time. After a while, it's just snippets. You know, the Kroger's up on Michigan Avenue. I'm talking about the Michigan Avenue in Michigan, not the Michigan Avenue in Chicago. Some Somebody even told me that you can take Michigan Avenue in Detroit all the way into Chicago. Some old dude told me that. I never verified that. You know, I'm going to take the 94 like a regular person. <laughs> but I'm talking about the Michigan Avenue in Michigan. That's where the grocery store is where I did this. But it wasn't the last time I gambled, of course. Right now I'm working a shitty day job. My job is to get all the shitty work done in the day, all the minimal required numbers that I have to log before lunch. Then I can watch YouTube all afternoon. The manager can't see my computer screen from where I sit. That's why I fought hard for this cubicle when this cubicle opened up after someone left, got a new job, got fired, died. I don't know. But they were gone without notice, so I started moving my stuff in this cube. The manager can walk by and not even see my screen unless he comes in the cube. Once he walked by and I was watching flat earth debate videos with a bag of Reese's cups. No, I can't prove it. I can only support it with evidence because the starting point is flat. And he startled me. <laughs> but he told me to dig in and grab some for hitting my number so early in the day. He didn't even notice he was giving me refreshments to watch conspiracy videos. You're the best, man. I appreciate you. My cube is decorated with all the paperwork and memos that we get from the meetings every week. I have posters of flow charts and sales funnels. I know how to work camouflage well, down to the loose tie in the, the immediate neck stretching. I can make some real money if I stop faking it all the time. Because I'm a pretty good salesman when I apply myself. But that shit is corny, you know, applying myself. <laughs> Get out of here with that corny shit. I'm watching YouTube. California man is getting ready to launch himself into the air in a homemade rocket to prove that the earth is flat. When I walk through offices now and I look at people's cubicles and I see all the papers posted on the walls, like my old cubicle, I laugh a little to myself on the inside. I know what's going on. What you watching? The goal is to get pictures of the earth from miles above that prove astronauts lied about earth's shape. It's payday. And the lady in the cubicle across from me texts me to ask, Where do you want to go for lunch? I text back the chopsticks emoji. She knows that means tie. Instead of White Castles this time, we could sit down and eat lunch at the Thai food restaurant. I love Thai food. It's payday and the bills haven't absorbed the bank account yet. I can eat like a baller today. We go to lunch together because she's kind of cute. I'm going to be real. Fuck the PC police. You, we can fight if you want to. 
Um, we go to lunch together because she's cute. I don't think either of us is the other's type, but there's a novel attraction there. I have this smart, worldly manliness. That's in my own head. I mean, that's what I think I portray in my own head to others. <laughs> and she has this nurturing, around the way, single motherly feel. So we just sit in the front seat of the car and eat burgers most times. Before I get beat up, I would go to lunch with her if she wasn't cute. Just not as much, probably. But today, we're balling out at the Thai restaurant with servers. She's talking about the guy she's dating. I'm like her male mind to forge through. Does he really care about her the way she cares about him? What does it mean when I don't hear from him for three days? I mean, I'm like the same thing you mean when you don't call somebody back for a couple of days. I mean, it's the same exact thing that you mean. But I'm not thinking about what she's talking about anyway. I'm thinking about the extra 500 I have this paycheck. I made some good sales last month. Extra really isn't extra, though. It's just money in my pocket after I pay all the minimums on my bills. But no one knows about this $500. The drive home is a decision. There's two ways to drive home. One takes me down Southfield Freeway where I pass all the mile roads in Detroit. Eight mile, seven mile, McNichols, Finkel, all the residential areas. The other way is through the city, down 96, where I can see old abandoned factories from the freeway and go towards the tall buildings and the casinos. I have three weeks in, 21 days. They say I can call someone when I feel this way but I haven't connected with the people in the meeting yet. I haven't connected to one person to become my sponsor yet. I just tell my story and go home. I don't even think I have one person's phone number saved in my phone. I probably wouldn't call anyway. I hate calling people. When I pull into the parking lot of the MGM Grand Casino, there's a lot of routines to either follow or not follow. All these routines are really important. All decisions determine future outcomes. Last time I parked on the third floor, I lost $1,000. I never parked on the fourth floor again after I lost way more than that. I think I won $700 last time I parked on the second floor. I take the elevator to the casino floor. Now I've signed myself out, which means I'm legally not allowed into the casino. If they catch me on the casino grounds, it's a trespassing misdemeanor. However, I'm at a certain age now that I look over 30 years old, no question, so the security guards rarely ask me for an ID. They just wave me through. 
the ATM machine. The ATM machine is the point of no return. The ATM machine is like the text my coworker gets from this guy at 1 a.m. that she probably shouldn't answer. He's driving down the block where the drug dealer deals. It's the ATM machine for most addictions that require money. I slide in my card and withdraw 700, my daily limit. I walked a long way to the tables. The last time I walked the short way when I parked on the third floor and lost a thousand dollars. Let me see what walking the long way around the front entrance, past the bar, past the poker room, the sports bar, past the high limit room. Let me see what walking this way brings. I sit at a blackjack table with an open chair and I wait for a new shoe. I feel for the attitude of the table, the demeanor of the people sitting next to me, the speed of the dealer, if the table is ready to pay me. I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it wants to. I can get up from this seat and drive the rest of the way home and give Cindy the extra $500 for a bill and go to the meeting this week. And I'll get a keychain. I feel like I can be better than this. The waitress walks over and asks me if I want a drink. I hate the coffee at the 12-step meetings. It doesn't taste good. Produced by Robert Anderson. Make sure you check out his podcast, Awful Grace. Thank you to all the friends of Homemade Stories, the Lagunitas Brewing Company, and the John S. and James L. Knight Foundation. Now that's homemade.